If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 38 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, March 15th, 2020. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network, as well as Grunt Talks MLB. Team Left Jab features Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, you name it, the list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. That's right, Grunt Talks MLB. They're being kind enough to help continue to grow this podcast by featuring Yapping Yankees on their website and expanding their own options for sports content on their platform as well as Team Left Jab does. So be sure to check out Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their sports content, including Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow those behind the website, my friend Darren on Twitter, at YankeesReport28, as well as the baseball chick Samantha, at Ziggy89X. Special thanks again to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. Ugh. What crazy times we're living in, guys. I won't waste any time. I know you guys have probably had your fill of coronavirus discussion, but considering how dire things have gotten, not just in sports, but in everyday facets of life, it's honestly unavoidable. Things are really different from the last time we spoke, as recently as just a freaking week ago. Not only baseball, but all sports, thanks to the pandemic known as the coronavirus, have come to an abrupt halt. Basketball and hockey suspended their seasons, as did nearly all others, basically, even soccer. And baseball suspended spring training and pushed the season back at least two weeks. People are also out of their minds raiding stores for toilet paper. Why, I don't know. (laughs) As I said, crazy times. But our world of sports, and especially baseball, after enduring our whole offseason and having baseball dangled in front of us with a couple of weeks of spring training, is on hold. It's surreal. Even the headlines in the news on the 12th. The day the sports world stopped. It's like having the worst nightmare possible for a sports fan. No sports being played whatsoever. And we're living in it. It's made even worse when it was started majorly because of people like Rudy Gobert in the NBA, who plays for the Utah Jazz, and I guess he thought it funny to touch microphones and tables and anything else in sight before testing positive for the coronavirus. And yeah, he's donating $500,000 to employees and services having to do with the virus and virus education, but it doesn't change how dopey he is for what he did. I hope none of you are like that. But anyway, enough about him. Usually at the start of each episode, I've continued the countdown to opening day, which by now would only be 11 days away, but who knows when it's going to start now. There aren't any answers to these questions yet as of today, unfortunately. And I'm not saying I don't understand why they've halted all sports. Avoiding mass gatherings is important with pandemics, I know that. Everyone's health is paramount. But the way some people are reacting individually is just wild. And the sports world halting, again, doesn't even feel real. 
As I said, we're living in some crazy times right now, guys. So before we get into things, I just want to repeat what you've probably already heard about 93 times. But just be clean, wash your hands, be courteous of others by cleaning things, especially if you're to go to the gym, for example, be sure to clean the equipment before and after you use it. Be sure to clean your cell phone and just be careful and you ought to be fine. Be cautious, but don't panic either and you should be fine. If you have elders in your family who'd be in real danger if they're to get this virus, just watch after them. I know I have one in my grandmother, so if you find yourself in a similar situation, just look after them. This thing is killing lots of older people. So once again, just be sanitary, be careful, look after others, especially the elderly, and don't panic. We'll all get through this together, we will. But without further ado, let's get into episode 38 of Yapping Yankees. Let's go on to the poll segment. We'll start off on Twitter as always. This week's episode, again, inevitably has to do with the current coronavirus situation, postponing opening day and suspending spring training. So again, starting on Twitter, here is this week's question. In your opinion, if the season ends up having only about 130 games played due to the virus, would a championship hold the same value to you as it would after a 162-game season? Now, this poll got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of votes. You can go check it out for yourself on my Twitter page, at Mike Scudero. And I expected it to be a little bit close than this, maybe, maybe not too close, but closer than this. First off, let me give you the choices. There were only two, of course. The first choice is yes, it's still a championship. And no, you need the full season for it to feel 100% legitimate. And by an overwhelming count of votes, 92% of you voted for yes, it's still a championship. And only 8% of you said no, I need it to be a full season for it to feel like a true championship. So... 92% of you out of hundreds of you, so this isn't like an unbelievably small sample size of fans, 92% have said that it still is a championship, and it doesn't matter whether it's 130 games, 162 games, or maybe even 100 games or less, and that's a huge victory for that choice. I mean, it's overwhelming. It was a landslide, not even close. So let's get to those replies. Very curious to hear what you guys had to say in the comments. We'll start off with at peace now for life. It says, absolutely, it's the same value. All teams would be playing the same season, so the championship would still mean the same. Fair enough. Everybody would still be on the same playing ground. You're right. At Tegan Graham 23 says, Rumor has it they still might play 162, but the World Series and maybe even the CSs will be played at southern neutral sites. For example, if the Yankees played the Cubs, it would be freezing no matter where you were. They would go and play in Miami or something like that. But to answer the question, yes, it still holds the same value. The next major sport has 82 games in a season, so 130 games still means a lot for sure. I agree it still means a lot, and I do think that with the less games, it puts more pressure. I think it gives the games more value. There's not as much time to bounce back from a losing streak or to get back into a race if you need all 162 to get into that wild card or perhaps clinch a playoff spot through a wild card or if you're fighting for a top division spot. It definitely changes things as far as value in games. I definitely agree. And I agree with you, Tegan, as well. You know, other sports play less games, and it means the same for them, but baseball has always notoriously had longer seasons, whether back in the day it was 154 games, now it's 162, or even way more back then he was even less than 154. But right now, this is something out of anybody's control, and I agree with everybody being on the same playing ground, as At Peace Now for Life said, with the same amount of games being played, I agree. It would mean the same for me. At Laura underscore Iceman says, absolutely, each team will play the same amount of games. A championship is still a championship, no matter how many games are played. 
So as you could hear, some people are on the same page about this so far. At Bobby Tat 631 says, absolutely. Every team is playing the same amount of games, so it wouldn't be as if one team had an advantage over another. So Bobby's in agreement with the previous comments as well. At Laker 477 says, a championship is a championship. The length of the season doesn't matter. Everybody's on the same page so far. At RFL 630 says, 1981, split season was awfully planned. Dodgers series title was never questioned, so a shortened season is fine. That's a good point. And a lot of people also mentioned the 1995 season when the Braves won, which we'll also get to. At Black Rebirth 52 says, if a season is played, it's still a title. Look at the NBA. There was a lockout in 2011, and the Heat won the title. 2013, the NHL lockout, the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. If a season is played, it still counts regardless. All right, fair enough. At Pastor Mike, GHCC says, everybody's still playing on level ground. The advantages and disadvantages of a shortened season would be the same for each team. All right, everybody seems to be on the same page for the most part. At official 52011 underscore two says, it's still a championship, but I heard that the plan is that there will still be a 162 game season pushing the season into October. And yes, there were some people saying that, and we're going to get to that later on once we get to some MLB news having to do with this whole saga with the coronavirus and the postponement of the season and what plans could be down the road. So yes, some reports from certain writers or officials have confirmed that thought, but again, none of us really know for sure right now, but of course playing through a 162-game season at this point would be a very nice thing. The more baseball, the better. And if it is to push later into the year, that could mean a shorter offseason, which is always good because the more baseball throughout the calendar year, as I just said, the better. At C. Lawler 95 says, there's nothing the league can do about the season being shortened, so the show must go on. Whoever wins is a fair champion. All right. At MountainGal456 says, yes, if that is a number you need to play for, then regardless, it's a championship. Okay. At Tim Gregg 20 says, yes, for me, probably not to our most despised opponents, i.e. Boston, Houston, etc. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Fair point. At Ziggy89X says, 100% yes. 80-game season, 120-game season, doesn't matter. Everyone starts at zero wins and zero losses, and you build from there. Even playing ground means the wins have the same weight. That's true. Again, the even playing ground. Everybody seems to be on the same page with that. At Mike B underscore 923 simply says, absolutely. Then we had at James Yankee says, sure it would. They had John Boy on WFAN 660 earlier. There was the same question. I actually didn't know that. And he said it most definitely would, just like the Braves many moons ago. All right. And again, bringing up past examples, it does better to support the claim that it does count the same no matter how many games are played in the regular season. Then we had at Julian Guillarte one says, I said this yesterday and I'm in the minority, but I want 162 any way possible. To me, it doesn't hold the same value because there hasn't been a season less than 162 in ages. Not to say the best team won't win, but people may look back on it and view it differently with a shorter season. And yeah, that's what I was expecting some people to feel. And that's why I maybe expected a little bit more of an amount of people to vote for no, I need a full season. So I'm, I'm not surprised that I got at least one comment supporting that choice. But I understand that logic as well, I suppose. But the fact that everybody would be on even playing ground, like everybody else has said, I just agree with that. And to me, it would hold the same value. And there have been many times for many other different reasons, whether it be the strike in the mid-90s or what the other commenter said about the Dodgers in 1981, there are examples in the past where nobody really looks back on that and questions the validity of those championships. 
So, especially since it has to do with a virus, which is completely out of anybody's control right now, and is just for the safety of the employees and the fans at large, I'm sure that not many people, regardless of who wins, will look back on this championship and say, yeah, that doesn't count. It is what it is. We're in the situation that we're in. We have to deal with it. Then we had at Robertino53 and says, if it's 10 games, well... I don't know how many games it's going to be, my friend. I don't think really anybody knows right now. At VR Srinat says, Number of games doesn't matter. All teams are going to play the same number, so a shortened season is still a season. Stay safe, my friend, and all podcast followers. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. You stay safe as well. At Empire Yankee 3 said, If the Astros get credit for a quote-unquote real championship, then a shortened season win surely counts. (laughs) I guess I won't argue with that. At Theater 040287 says 1995 Atlanta Braves. That's bringing up another example. At Not Roger Moore says even if it was an 82 game season, I'd consider it especially an earned championship because everyone would have their backs against the wall. Every game would feel meaningful. Honestly, down for something like that, assuming the situation gets worse before it gets better. And again, that definitely adds to what some other people were saying before as far as the games being more meaningful. At Yanks Bar says, the only people that say no are Sox or Strohs fans who think the Yanks will take it home. I mean, maybe. <laughs> At Gangreen875 says, an asterisk, no full season, no full prize. Okay, fair enough. At 2170, Whitehaven says, the strike shortened the 94 season and canceled the World Series too. The disappointment of not having a championship was difficult and the first time since 1904. Hate to think we're going through that again. I hope not. (laughs) I really hope not. (laughs) At Logical Nonsense says, absolutely. The only thing that will be interesting to me is if every team will have faced their division rivals the same amount of times. Is that fair? I don't know. I think it's fair. I think it would definitely mess up the schedule a little bit or maybe certain games would be placed elsewhere. I don't know. A lot of it is up in the air right now. It's tough to say. At Sports D 247-33772. Jeesh with the numbers. (laughs) Yes, because that's enough games. Okay. At Shark Merman says, no one says the Braves 95 title doesn't count. Yep, that's another example. At P Bishop 1023 says, it has zero difference. Everyone will have the same chance. That's true. At Muzzix NDMD says, absolutely. What is done in the postseason is irrelevant to the regular season. A shorter season means teams have less room for error to go to the playoffs. So if a team starts off slow, it's even tougher to earn a postseason berth. And yeah, it adds value to the games. We were saying that before. At base 33 says, sure, the Astros cheated and still have a trophy. (laughs) Another dig at the Astros. At DodgerFan2K17 says, yes, 1981 was only about 110 games long, and that championship is the same as any other. And yeah, that was the example mentioned prior with the Dodgers in 81. At Queens Yankee Fan says, there aren't going to be 130 games. No way in hell. People are way too optimistic, I'm afraid. Well, I'm not saying it'll be exactly 130 games. It's just a what-if scenario. If there are about 130 games, does the value of a championship in your mind change? That's basically all I was asking. At Old Smoke Eater says, unless the Yankees win, then it's totally illegitimate. (laughs) Oh, boy. Everybody's a comedian on Twitter. 
And finally, before we move on to Instagram today, we have at jfranklin2678 says, it can't hold any less meaning than the one in 2017. <laughs> I think that's a good one to finish off on here on Twitter. Another dig at the Astros. So we got a few of those in the comments, obviously. A few digs at the Astros. I can appreciate those all the time. So... Obviously, it's clear to me as far as Twitter is concerned that a lot of people feel that the fact that all the teams will be on even playing ground and playing the same amount of games, regardless of how many games are played, a championship will hold the same value to them as it would in a 162-game season. And I happen to agree with them. I do. I just thought it'd be an appropriate question in these crazy, crazy times as we await for our beloved game to return whenever it is safe to do so. But... Those were the results and the replies on Twitter, and as I do each and every week, I of course want to thank each and every one of you who voted or replied or interacted in any way on the poll. Your interactions appreciated every week, and I love hearing from each and every one of you. So let's go on to Instagram before we wrap up here on the poll segment. Of course, the same question applies on Instagram as it did on Twitter. In your opinion, if the season ends up only having about 130 games played due to the virus, would a championship hold the same value to you as it would after a 162-game season? And similar to Twitter, the results were quite one-sided. The choices here were yes, it would, or no, you need the full 162. And 84% of you on Instagram voted for the fact that it would, in fact, hold the same value to you as it would after a 162-game season. And only 16% of you said, no, you need the full 162. So let's get on over to the replies that I got on Instagram. We have a couple, as we do every week. We'll start off with my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, says, The game is the game. Less games only takes a bunch of fun times away from us by shortening the season, but the ones that are played will be awesome. The game is always great, especially because the Yankees will win it this year since cheating would be a bit risky for other teams to even attempt after those lying Astros pulled their garbage, pun intended, since they thought they weren't good enough to win on their honor and expertise. All right, so this poll for my mom turned into a full-on roast of the Astros, which I'm very here for. I don't have a problem with that. Thank you for the reply, Mom. And lastly, we have my brother's friend, Matt Schwartzdot 14 says, It would only make it that much harder. Cutting 32 games out of the season will give teams less time to catch up in the standings and make games more valuable. Well, that's the same thing as a lot of people on Twitter said, and I happen to agree with that. Thank you for the reply, Matt, and thank you for everybody who voted and replied on Instagram, as well as Twitter. This poll segment this week was very exciting. A lot of votes on both platforms, and I very much appreciate all the voting, the interaction, and all of the fun, as I do every week, on the poll segment. But as far as the rest of the show is concerned, there's so much to get to, and I hate to tell you guys... But I made an executive decision this week as far as spring training game weekly recap, which would normally happen now, which, as you know, just mainly consisted of recapping the game or games if there was a split squad from the day prior, Saturday. However, since the last spring training game was days ago on Thursday, and all anyone is thinking about at this point with spring training being suspended is when the regular season is going to start. And I'm not going to waste time going back to Thursday and recapping that game by saying who pitched and what those in the starting lineup did. I'll give you the final. The Yankees beat the Nats 6-3, to and they finished the spring with an 11-8 and record. But I'm mainly just going to talk about a big topic or two now that spring training has been suspended and how I feel about it going forward given what we saw from the young guys and what this suspending of spring training and postponement of opening day does for them, or unfortunately for the most part in my opinion, to them. 
Now, when it comes to the starting rotation, which was obviously a very hot topic throughout spring training due to the fact that Seve is missing this entire season due to Tommy John surgery and Paxton being out until sometime in May or June following his back surgery, both injuries that, as we know, lingered from the end of last season, thanks to the former training staff's incompetence. But with this delay of opening day and suspension of spring training, few points have changed. And of course, it all depends on when exactly baseball will resume, which of course no one knows when as of now. So this again could change in the future. But for now, let's say the season begins in May and Paxton continues on the path he's on and he comes back sooner than originally anticipated as we've been hearing and he's all set to go. That more or less eliminates the need for one of the kids in Michael King, David Garcia, Clark Schmidt, or maybe even Loisica to step in and fill in for him until his return. Because when he's set to go, you pretty much have Cole, Tanaka, Pax, Hap, and Monty, 1-5. to five. If baseball starts earlier, you'll probably still need one of them. If it's sidelined until a month as late as June, God forbid, I'd say it's safe to say Pax will be set to go. And again, you won't need them unless another injury is to happen to him or any one of the other guys. So again, this all depends on when it all resumes again. When it comes to the kids themselves, though, although he was hit hard at times, I do like what I saw from Michael King, and I know he was a lot of people's favorites for that fifth spot. David Garcia, although he showed he does indeed have some filthy stuff, especially those big hooking breaking pitches, he seemed to be a bit inconsistent. But I like his stuff, I do. At some moments, though, he was hit pretty severely, too. Again, inconsistency. That's fine. I believe that'll be corrected. He's a very talented kid and still really, really young, of course. He's only 20. He's going to be 21 in May. And Clark Schmidt, I loved what I saw from him. From the pitches he has in his arsenal as well, to his deceiving delivery and often promising results, I really liked him, too. And, of course, you have Loisica who's obviously been on the big league stage longer than all the other three, although thought by many that he belongs in the bullpen, showed lots of moments where he could have even possibly filled in for that five spot for the time being. I reiterated over and over when it came to him, he just needed to learn control in the past because his stuff is great. Again, though, time holds the key to many people's fates here, including all those kids competing for that potential fifth spot throughout spring training. But will they be needed or not? That's the question depending on the season's start and Paxton's progress, I'd say. Another group it affects is the outfield. Giancarlo and Judge, as we'll get to later with Yankees news, are progressing well. If the season starts and they're both ready, what happens to Clint? What happens to Andujar in the time he gets in left field? Tyler Wade occasionally gets reps in the outfield as well, and Mike Talkman is another. They obviously won't be getting nearly as many if the delayed start to the season sees both Judge and Stanton ready to go, or they could get time if those two aren't ready for whatever reason, or if they get re-injured or injure something else, who knows. I'm just throwing scenarios out there. We also know Boone would probably figure out a way to get at least a couple of those guys rotated in since he likes to switch things up from day to day in the lineup and in the field, depending on who'd make the roster, of course. Individually, I liked what I saw especially offensively, of course, by Clint Frazier. Talkman and Wade struggled at the plate, especially Talkman. Although Wade showed some power at the plate by homering a couple of times this spring, one of them being in that last game against the Nats, actually. In the field, they're both known to be fine, and I know what Talkman is capable of offensively because we've seen it. So despite his struggles, I'm not worried about him. And to many people's surprise, including my own, and Duhar looked very comfortable and left. But with this, it's the same deal as the starting rotation. A lot of this depends on both Stanton and Judge's progress, as well as when the season's to start. 
And again, nobody really has any solid, concrete answers for that at this moment. Playing the waiting game sucks, but it's what we have to do right now. But with that being said, let's get into some Yankees and Major League Baseball news. Now, keep in mind, these were things in Yankees news that took place throughout the week before the sports world came to a halt on Thursday. But let's talk about some of that news that took place this past week. Now, first up is the fact that Gary originally got pushed back to Friday with Boone wanting to give him more rest after being under the impression Gary would play Monday originally. That was the thought when his back tightness started, at least. There was also a bit of a coronavirus scare when he became ill that turned out to just be the flu, which is nothing to shrug off either, don't get me wrong. But especially with the hysteria and severity of the coronavirus right now, it's a relief it wasn't that. <laughs> Plus, truthfully, it's not like any athlete who's ill doesn't have all the time in the world to rest at this point with the suspension of spring training and the postponement of opening day. Another piece of news is that Stanton has taken live batting practice going back a few days now and has continued to progress on his way back from his grade 1 calf strain, and he'll have even more time to rest and get ready now, of course, so hopefully that continues to speed up the process for him a bit. James Paxson played catch for the first time on Wednesday, as he's officially begun his rehabbing process after his back surgery. Again, I hate to constantly repeat myself, but he has more time to rest at this point too, so no rush. No rush in the first place, even without all that's happening, but even more so now. And speaking of another who definitely shouldn't rush... After his final diagnosis we spoke of last week, after his confusing saga, especially with everything going on with the season being delayed, Aaron Judge was saying recently in the last few days to the media that he'd be ready sooner than expected and is training hard. Now, all I have to say is, and it's probably similar to what you're thinking, while that sounds great, just be careful. <laughs> be careful. Especially with everything going on, and I know he probably has people advising him of this anyway, so he doesn't have to hear it from me or anybody else, or I'd hope. Get your rest as needed and pace yourself. We don't need these injuries going back to last year, lingering into this year any more than we have already seen. Mainly as a product to the incompetent previous training staff, as we mentioned. Just take your time and be careful, Judge, please. I'm pretty sure when everybody else saw him saying that to the media, they were saying something similar or even more severe as to how much Judge should not push it. <laughs> and I'm in agreement with them. Also, there was a bit of a scare in the Yankees community with Zach Britton on Wednesday when he took a line drive to his right wrist, his non-throwing hand. But he was immediately tested, and both x-rays and CT scans came back negative as he was diagnosed with just a bruised wrist. Probably the best case scenario after taking a line drive to the wrist could have been something far worse, like a fracture. But at the end of the day, it's also a relief that it wasn't his throwing hand to begin with. When that report came out, I automatically exhaled with a sigh of relief. Mainly because pitchers have still gone out there and pitched when they've had something as bad as a fracture, but on their non-throwing hand. But again, thankfully, just a bruised wrist. And the last piece of Yankees news, though, before we get into the big and inevitable news about not only baseball, but sports overall, thanks to our infamous coronavirus, I figured this would be a nice segue into it considering this final piece of news has to do with the Yanks and the virus. But the Yanks have decided to stay in Tampa after the announcement that they were suspending spring training games and isolate themselves and stay safe, but continue to work out and stick with the program. And it shows how hungry they are, all the while staying safe. One can hope they stay safe, especially after the scare with Gary when it turned out he just had the flu, but it shows their dedication nonetheless. Now, keep in mind, when it was announced that spring training was suspended by Major League Baseball, the teams had an option of staying at camp or going home, and the Yanks stayed. Even Zach Britton spoke about their decision to stay in Tampa and work out and get ready for whenever the season is to start. 
He said, quote, we have a shot at a World Series title. We want to be prepared to seize that opportunity. Guys aren't panicking about this thing. We understand that it's serious, but the Yankees have a ton of resources in that area. We feel like this is a good place for us to be. I feel like they're in a good mindset about this whole thing. They're not panicking. They're being careful. And they're also just sticking with the program and making sure they're ready for the season whenever it's to start. I like it, and I'm supporting it. And one thing's for sure, I can't wait to see this determination on the field once the season starts. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> but Oh, boy. I did not plan to talk about this. <laughs> All right, guys. So about five minutes ago, it's crazy that this report came out as I'm recording right now, but as of a few minutes ago, news has broken that a Yankees minor leaguer No name has been released yet. Maybe it'll be released later on when I'm done recording or in the coming days. But right now, it just says that a Yankees minor leaguer has tested positive for the coronavirus. There is a piece of good news, though, too, from Brian Hoke. Brian tweeted a few minutes ago, too, that the Yankees minor league complex was closed on Friday and yesterday, Saturday. And Yankees PR said there is no link, no link from the infected player to anyone in big league camp. So that's a big sigh of relief at that, but not good news nonetheless that this virus could be starting within baseball itself now. And who knows who this player could have interacted with in days past or what he touched that someone else in the minor leagues could have touched. This report just came out, so things could obviously change later or stay the same. I'm just tweeting about it right now too, but as of now, let's hope this stays isolated. No one else there gets it. That it is in fact true that there is no link to anyone in big league camp since, as we just said, we know the Yanks are still in Tampa working out. And of course, let's hope this minor leaguer gets the care he needs, which I assume he will because of all their resources, as Zach Britton said himself before, and that he ends up being okay. If he's in good health, he should be okay. That's what the general consensus of this virus is in the first place. It mainly badly gets to people with compromised immune systems, bad respiratory problems, and things like that. So again, this just came out minutes ago while I'm recording. I occasionally just check on things while I record to see if anything happens, and it has proven valuable in the past, as it has now, obviously. But once again, a Yankees minor leaguer has tested positive for COVID-19. I just wanted to report that before this podcast ended since it popped up on my phone, and I was checking on things on Bleacher Report, and I'm glad I was able to release this before I was done recording, because this is a big piece of news, that now the coronavirus is in the Yankees system even though it has no link, according to Brian Hulk and others, to anyone in big league camp, which again is a sigh of relief, and I just hope this kid gets the care that he needs. But let's get to the official coronavirus discussion and its effects on the game and what could happen going forward, according to some, and then we'll wrap up here on episode 38, because of course, for almost half the week, the sports world has been completely dead. So of course, that naturally will drain some content, unfortunately, but that's the way it is. And after we discuss this, we'll wrap up episode 38. So... Going back to the beginning of the week, there were still actions being taken as far as the coronavirus, even before the announcement of suspending spring training games and postponing opening day. It all began with the media being barred from the clubhouses because of the coronavirus earlier in the week. That's really how it started, and even that was a big talking point. And then as of Thursday, the 12th, that was the big day, they suspended spring training games going forward and delayed opening day for at least two weeks. You hear some saying they're pushing for just some time in April, some are saying May, then you ask are they going to push for all 162 games and it'll all just be pushed back and have the World Series in a neutral warmer environment like Miami if it's going to be later in the year, like November or December even possibly, which would be nuts, or play less regular season games and have the postseason in the same spot on the calendar, cancel the season altogether, which would be a 
catastrophe. <laughs> this is painful enough as it is after going through the offseason and everything. But listen, the tricky part is, again, as we've said, nobody really has any answers right now for when this is all going to start up again. It's all up in the air. And time will have to tell, as is with most things in life, which makes it 10 times tougher to deal with because right now there are just no answers. But there were some tweets put out a couple of days ago about what might be done, but of course nothing is set in stone. First up on Friday afternoon, just to give some people some faith, Jen McCaffrey, a Red Sox writer for The Athletic, put out a tweet about what Sam Kennedy, the Red Sox CEO and president, had to say about the situation and what may happen down the road. Jen's tweet regarding what Sam Kennedy said read, The current thinking is that MLB games missed before the schedule starts will be added on to the end of this season. Subject to change, but means the regular season would be pushed into October. Now, we've seen in the past, of course, for regular seasons, even when they start on time and they end on time, sometimes a couple of games go into October, and that's totally fine, but you're talking about the regular season going fairly deep into October this time, which would definitely be a new thing. That would be pretty wild. So if that happens to be true in any way, then that would definitely be something new. I think regardless, we're going to end up seeing something new, but we'll see if that's specifically what ends up happening. And then, around the same time, Craig Mish, the host of Swings and Mish's podcast, I like that name, (laughs) having to do with the Miami Marlins, tweeted, 162 MLB games is very much on the table from people I spoke with. Regular season being played through October. Wildest of all scenarios I heard, having the World Series played at a neutral site like Marlins Park in Miami. Well, we did hear other people, even regular people in their replies to my poll, talking about and throwing around the idea of maybe the later part of the postseason or the World Series being played in a neutral, warmer environment like Miami. And even I was thinking about that at some point throughout the week, because of course, if a Northeastern team plays in the World Series, it's December, it's going to be freezing up here. Trust me, I'm I'm a New Yorker. I know know what it's like in the winter here. It's relentless. (laughs) Granted, we're just coming off of a pretty mild winter to say the least, but usually it still gets pretty cold up here. But the thing I find especially interesting is that Craig and Jen seem to be tweeting very similar things. It seems like, if they're correct, that certain people are still pushing for the 162-game season. And it sounds like maybe some games would be moved around, maybe the games that are missed in the beginning would be moved to the end of the season, and then just everything is pushed back to the point where maybe even the 2020 offseason will be shorter, and then 2021 will start on time and we'll be back on track. But... This is just bringing about some really, really crazy possible scenarios. But I do find it interesting that Craig and Jen's statements about people still pushing for 162 games for the entire season to be played, but everything just being pushed back. I mean, we're going to see something that we probably have not seen before, guys, thanks to this freaking virus. It's crazy. A part of me thinks that that neutral site in Miami thing, if the World Series is to wildly be in the month of December, I actually think that'd be kind of cool in a way because it would be neutral, sort of like the way the Super Bowl is because, of course, the Super Bowl is played in a neutral site. And, of course, having the warmer weather down there in Miami would naturally be better for the players as far as staying loose and playing the game easier because they're in weather they're used to playing the game in, in the middle of the season, in the middle of the summer. And when it's really hot out and you'd have weather there that feels really good for the players and they'd be nice and loose and limber for the World Series. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing the World Series to the Super Bowl. I know the Super Bowl is only one game, which makes the neutral site easier as opposed to the World Series, which could go as far as seven games if necessary. And home field advantage is important in the World Series considering it's a multiple game series. So they're not the same. Don't misunderstand me. But this is just crazy to even have to think about. This whole situation is just wild. It really is. And again, guys, in the end, we're just going to have to wait and see. 
Trust me, I know how difficult and unfair it is to have to have patience after already going through an entire offseason and then having to wait, and it's equally as frustrating for other sports in the middle of or towards the end of their seasons to sort of have to just hit the pause button. But this is the card we've been dealt. Avoiding mass gatherings and trying to isolate and put a stop to the coronavirus, that's the top priority. If it works and allows life to resume regularly, I'm all for it, despite how nightmarish the wait is. Whether it be traveling, sports, all kinds of events causing mass gatherings, ability to purchase some freaking toilet paper again. (laughs) I just want this all to end soon, as we all do. But we have to be patient, and that's what you're going to hear from basically just about everybody else too, because that's really the only option we have as of now. Again, as I've said so many times throughout this episode, nobody really has any definitive answers for when this is all going to end, and that makes us complicated. So, waiting game it is. Other than that, guys, that is just about all for episode 38 of Yapping Yankees. One last shout out to Team Left Jab and Grunt Talks MLB. Team Left Jab features Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And be sure to also go check out Grunt Talks MLB. They're being kind enough to help continue to grow this podcast by featuring Yapping Yankees on their website and expanding their options for sports content on their platform as well, just as Team Left Jab does. So be sure to check out Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their sports content, including Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow those behind the website, my friend Darren on Twitter at Yankees Report 28, as well as the baseball chick Samantha at Ziggy89X. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. And also while you're at it, be sure to follow me on social media as well. You tell me you listen to this podcast and you don't follow me on social media? What is the matter with you? <laughs> be sure to go find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You can find me on Twitter, which is the social media app I am most disgustingly active on, as many of you know at Mike Scudero and be sure to follow me on Instagram as well at Mike Scuds 97 and I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do each week to you the listener whether you just listen or give feedback on the show vote or reply in the polls interact with me personally about the Yankees support me and the podcast and show love on social media whatever it is you do to show your love and support I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your believing in me every single day thank you. I hope you SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify listeners enjoyed as well, as well as you YouTubers out there. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, March 22nd, when I come at you with episode 39 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, hang in there, stay clean and safe, do not panic, and be patient. We'll get through this and have our beloved game back hopefully before long. I can't say just how much content I or many other sports hosts and content producers will have for you next week since we'll likely still be in purgatory with sports and dealing with this virus in everyday life, but we'll make it happen as we do every Sunday here on Yapping Yankees. Right? Right. (laughs) I'm talking to myself. (laughs) All right, I'm done for today. Have yourselves a great week, guys, and take care. (laughs) 